Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check. What'd you say? You said something, boy. I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori. So let's get right into it, Q. You want to talk some college hoops? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's kind of what we expected at least personally. Gonzaga's running through everyone. You know, a lot of teams are dealing with COVID protocol. You know, it's a it's an interesting season. NBA is going as well, so sports are back. You making any money off the college um, game? Just got back from from Vegas uh, this past weekend. Um, I did put a couple straight bets in. I ended up making a couple couple dollars. Pretty profitable weekend, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Um, huge upset in my eyes. I, Ohio State knocking off Clemson. That was a really good game. Fields went crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nuts. I mean, I didn't know Clemson were a bunch of pretenders until then. I think the uh, the stuff that Dabo was saying, like they were ranked eleventh or something like that. I think that that kind of rung a bell. I just think it's crazy Trevor Lawrence didn't – I mean, probably the greatest QB prospect maybe ever or up until John Elway back in 83. I mean, this dude didn't win a Heisman. And I was just thinking about it. First year, couldn't do it. Kyler Murray killed it, Oklahoma QB. Next year, Joe Burrow killed it. I mean, there's just no chance. Then this past year, Devontae Smith, like, he killed it too. What – I kind of feel bad for Trevor, but you know what I want when he's drafted number one overall and making a lot of money. Yeah, that's a that's a big one too. I mean, we all think that at least from who I've talked to, everyone thinks Lawrence is going number one. I mean, kid obviously has the potential to be a franchise changing quarterback, and whoever gets him will need him. <laughs> I think he's only had six losses in all of his high school and college career. That's a crazy statistic. I think he'll have a few losses, though, when he gets drafted by the, you know, the Jags. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> know that, but he's definitely going to bring some life back into that franchise. Oh, yeah, and they got a lot of money, man. That would be a GM's dream to take over that team. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, the Gophers, I know when we had Doogie on, we were kind of razzing them because they just had a tough loss to, I think, Illinois. And they actually made us, you know, eat our words, per se, because they just took down Iowa. I know they just had a loss most recently, but they've kind of been rolling. Well, since we were talking about gambling a little bit, I did have a a bet on Iowa to win that game, and what do you know? (laughs) Yeah, that, that was good, but, I mean, you know, that's good that they're proving us wrong. They're playing well. You know, they're finally starting to get some some chemistry and flow out there. They look a little little more seasoned now into the season, you know. I, I mean, we knew Carr was going to kill it, but we just didn't know if he was going to be able to have shooters around him to help him out. And so far, they found something. 
Yeah, he's been playing well also. I like his game, you know, his style of play. You know, he's a, a great point guard. You know, he can, he can score. He can push the tempo. He's the type of player that you want to, to run your team. So, I mean, hats off to them. Well, let's jump into the NBA. Um, the Wolves have been very lackluster. Um, definitely missing Cat. Definitely missing Kogi, you know, our best defender. Uh, rumor is today that Cat's actually been upgraded to a questionable for tomorrow night's game. They definitely need him. But if I was the Wolves, I would probably just tank and try to get that top three pick back that's protected and hope that we fall in that top three slot. What yeah. do you think, Q? It's uh, it's kind of what we expected. You know, I didn't, I really didn't have an expectation for the Timberwolves to come out and be, you know, a top nine, top ten team. We kind of knew they were going to be the, the bottom half of the the Western Conference, you know, bottom quarter, if we're being honest. And you know, they're gonna they're gonna lose some ball games. They just have to find their identity. You know, that they're they're having a lot of issues. You know, who's gonna do what what night? We see some players trying, but it's some inconsistencies. Obviously, you can't you can't be hot every night. But you know, they're young, they're a new team. They got a a top draft pick in the mix. You know, they're they're still trying to find themselves. And you know, unfortunately, Ryan Saunders has been taking a lot of heat, which I don't necessarily think is fair. I mean, he's being forced to run a system that we clearly do not have the personnel for. Uh, to be successful with this kind of scheme. You need like a Harden or a Curry, a guy who's going to be able to make 40%, 37% from a clip with contested three-point shots. We don't really have that. D'Lo can sometimes do that, but I mean, that's not, he's not doing it at 40%, a clip. Yeah, unfortunately not. You know, they're going to have to find someone who can step in and be that, you know, 40% guy. And until then, you know, they, they got some holes to fill, especially with injuries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, there's not many guys in the league that can do that with them contested threes. Yeah, it's just, you know, who's going who's gonna to fill that role? You know, there's always young talent. I mean, if someone wants to be that guy, you know, there's always room for improvement. You know, like a, a breakout player that I've been kind of paying attention to lately is, you know, Gary Trent. Oh, yeah. Like, when he came into the league, it was – a pretty silent role for him. Now he's established like that rotational role because he's doing it efficiently, you know, players like that. Well, I remember when KG was saying that he knew for a fact, Gary Trent Jr. was going to be better in the league than he was in college. That He wasn't built for the college game. And I, I mean, it, he's right. He's definitely figuring it out. And very fun to watch. With a good team as well. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to make some noise in the Western Conference as well. They're going to be, you know, playoff contenders at a at an extent. But well, let's let's uh talk about the heartbreaking season for the Vikings, which is probably going to be even more scary next year because they won a game they had no business winning. I mean, basically secured that we we're going to have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL with that win. Um, also made us drop from the ninth pick to the 14th pick in the draft, which is also heartbreaking. Um, finished seven and nine. The unique Ngakwe trade definitely backfired. Spielman really swung and missed. Um, 
he did get us back a, a third round pick, but it's going to be a back end third round pick. Uh, and we had the fifth round pick back that we lost the conditional pick the following year. But man, that second rounder would have been really nice come draft time. Um, dude, I, I don't even know. Like this offseason is going to be so scary. I, I know, I know Zimmer was saying how the team's going to bounce back because we're going to have some people back that were injured, which is, and, and out because of COVID. I mean, just Pierce, but beyond that, the, the salary cap is expected to drop to 175 mil. This past season, it was 198.2. We're already over the cap, 188 mil. So we're definitely going to have to shave, shave some money off the top, trim some fat. Um, Everson Griffin saying he wants to come back, which makes sense. He still lives here, still trains here. Definitely could use him. We need pass rushing. Uh, Cordero Patterson also said he wants to come back, who's with the Bears right now in the playoffs. So that's kind of funny that he went to Twitter saying that we should sign him. Um, but we definitely could use him too. Our special teams returners were trash this past year. Um, O-line still problematic. Uh, restructures and cuts. Anthony Barr. I don't know, man. I, I'd say Eric Wilson played really well in his, his spot. But at the same time, Eric Wilson missed a ton of tackles, which we can't have. Anthony Barr, I think, is our third highest paid player. Um, if you cut him. You'd save 7.7 .7 mil, but then you'd have another 7.7 .7 in, in dead cap or around there. Kyle Rudolph, longest tenured Viking, uh, no guaranteed money left. You cut him, you're going to have 5.1 saved, but then you're going to have 4.35 in dead cap. So I don't know if there's a possibility to restructure him and keep him around because I know he wants to stay around. Shamar Stefan, I mean, I, I got a feeling he's pretty much as good as gone. You cut him, you save 3.8 mil. Daniil Hunter wants an extension. You could create some space by signing him to a long-term deal. Harrison Smith, also same deal. He's in the final year of his deal. Could lock him up, save some money um, up front, keep him here in a Vikes jersey, hopefully to the end of his career. Um, or you could even give an extension to Kirk. You want to see Kirk stay around a little bit longer? I know we just paid him for a three-year extension, but he's the highest-paid player on our team. I, I think others wouldn't think otherwise. I don't think people want to see Cousins stick around any longer than he has already. I mean, it was a, a lot of money up front for someone else you could have got just as competitive, we'll say, as him. You know, he's, he's a solid quarterback, but for the amount, I don't, I don't think he was worth the 84 at the time. That could have went elsewhere. But, no. He's got he, a fat deal, though, this this – this past season too. Do not re-sign him. He's already, he's already re-signed. We got him for another three years or we signed him to a three-year extension. So we got him for sure for two. We could trade him to San Fran or something, but there's gonna be crazy dead cat. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not good, man. We, we gave him an extension to create cap space last season, which is going to backfire this season. So you could extend him again to try to create more space this year. I don't even know what you do, man. I really don't know. But if you commit, then you do. You do create cap space now. Well, and he good, did. Have, he finished the year strong. Well, good thing that I'm not a a full term, full time <laughs> Vikes fan. No, you're all Cowboys. All Cowboys. Yeah, man. We'll we're riding it out. You know, we had a rough year just as well, and you know, we expect some some things to be changed as far as on the field. We got to get back healthy. And, you know, 
hopefully we can uh, maybe see Dak back. I'm, I'm thinking the, the Cowboys offseason is going to go a lot better than the Bikes. Um, I think they got a lot more to work with. I think they're going to be a pretty damn good team next year. And the division they're in is pretty trash. So I think they got some, some pretty good chances. Um, when you got three teams that are absolute junk that you're going to play twice a year. Um, another guy on the Vikes side, Dan Bailey. We could cut him and save 1.7 mil, but who the hell would you replace him with? There's not many kickers out there. Um, you could cut Riley Reef, but he just had probably the best season of his career. You might want to just hang on to him and ride him out for the final year of his contract. Drew Samia, cut him, save about a half mil. There's free agents Anthony Harris, who underwhelmed on the franchise tag after leading the league in interceptions the year before. But a lot of that, I think, had to do with the turnover in the secondary and lack of pass rush. And then Eric Wilson, who we slightly mentioned, played well, minus the tackling. There's no way we can afford him. So I don't know what the hell we're going to do to try to make this roster better. Um, well, it's not looking good. It's very grim. What would you say? It'll be very interesting to see what moves they end up doing to you know keep players or have to move players. And it'll even be more interesting to see who these players are replaced with. As I would quote, one of our favorite guests we've ever had on the show, Trey Waynes says, they ain't got no money. They ain't <laughs> got no money. Who the hell they going to sign? They ain't got no money. Well, they'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so let's roll into the play. What'd you say? It wasn't him. <laughs> NFL playoffs, wildcard weekend. Q, some of your favorite bets. Saturday, we got the Colts, the Bills, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Bucks, the formerly the Skins with the Washington football team. Sunday, the Ravens, the Titans, the Bears, the Saints, and the Browns and the Steelers. You want to start with the Colts and the Bills? Man, this is going to be a really fun football weekend. You know, we got playoffs here already and wild card week. Man, the lines are looking very interesting. Uh, we have the Colts and Bills, six-and-a-half-point favorite at home in Buffalo. That's tough. The Colts, they've been playing pretty well defensively. I think they're clicking. But the Bills, I think they they will pull it out at home by seven. For some reason, I feel like the Colts could surprise the world tomorrow. And I'm not going to be sad either way because Diggs my favorite player in the NFL. So I hope he gets a playoff win. I'd like to see him have some success in the playoffs. Maybe he's got some more magic for us, another miracle. We'll see. That's, that'll, be a, that'll be a good one. I'm excited to watch that. It is, what, tomorrow? It's the first game. Yeah, baby. Can't wait. That'll be fun. What you thinking for the Rams and the Seahawks? I think the Rams will be the upset. I feel like the defense is going to step up the way you're supposed to in playoff football. You know, this is the time where the pass rush is going to mean a lot. Donald's going to be a factor as usual. Ramsey's going to lock up. The defense is going to ride this game out. They're going to force turnovers. And they cover the three and a half. Take the, take the points. You know, I, I, I agree with you. The only thing that kind of sucks is Jared Goff. I don't know if that uh, – what was the, the finance guy or the accountant guy, the, the third-string QB or whoever he was. He didn't even know if he was going to be in the NFL this year, Wolford or whatever his name is. Yeah. If he plays, he kind of showed that he could stick it in the league a little bit. 
so they might have a chance. But Goff and a broken thumb, I don't know if he's Brett Favre or not, you know? Yeah, that's that's very true, but I, I guess we'll see see what they're made of. Facts. Uh, the Bucks and Washington, some Chase Young versus Tom Brady. Uh, Mike Evans supposedly will be back for the game. I know he hyperextended his knee last week, but supposedly he's playing. Brady in playoff football. I'm riding with Brady on this one. Minus eight points. I think the the Buccaneers win by ten. I, I know Washington has a, a pretty pretty tough defense, but it's playoff football. We're we're riding with Brady. Let's do it. Then we got the Ravens and the Titans. Uh, the Ravens got stoned by the Titans last year. You think they get over the hump and get a little payback? This is a tough one, just because both teams are pretty much the exact same. They really didn't make any that many big acquisitions, and Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. Yeah. So I think the Titans will continue to doing what they were doing before in the playoffs. I'm going to have to disagree with you, my friend, and the reason why is because I think the Titans are going to get burned for putting so much tread on them tires. And the Baltimore Ravens have had a roller coaster season, but I think they're going to figure it out tomorrow, or I mean Sunday, baby. And we're going to see Lamar Jackson maybe throw for his second career 300-yard game. He might beat him in the air. Hollywood Brown might do a couple sidesteps into the end zone. I'm rocking with the Ravens, baby. Got the Ravens? Are you taking the points? Minus what, what, three. What is, minus three? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if, if you're against it, you tell me. I was taking the points. I wasn't going to do the outright. I didn't feel that confident. But I th- plus three, I would take those three points. I'm liking the Ravens, man. I'm liking them. Then, then we got the most uh, favored matchup of the weekend, which is the Saints versus the Bears. The Saints arguably have the most talented roster in all of football. Um, I mean, I hate the Bears, so I kind of hope they curb stomp them. But I also don't like the Saints. Both teams suck if you're a Vikes fan. So. This is an interesting line. Um, you know, we all know the Bears for being, you know, somewhat defensive and having a good core over there. It's a 10-point spread in New Orleans. I think that's a lot of points for a playoff game. Uh, you know, possessions are very slim and, you know, sacred in playoff football. I just think the Bears can stay within 10. I think this would be a, a good ball game. 10 points, I would I would take the Bears 10 plus 10. Okay. Okay, and then we then got lose, but then lose within ten. Okay, then we got the Browns and the Steelers, which I think is the most bogus game ever. Kevin Stefanski gets uh, COVID. I think they lost two or three offensive linemen too going into this game. I I, I don't want to say I was ever on the Browns bandwagon, but I definitely feel like the Steelers had the easiest schedule in all of football this year, and they're pretenders. Um. Do I know if the Browns could actually beat the Steelers if they were both healthy? Anything's possible. Any given Sunday, right? But um, I definitely feel like this is set up for the Steelers to walk to the next round, which is bogus because I don't think they're as good of a team as their record shows this year. 
Uh, I agree. I, I don't think the the Browns should be in this position. Also playing someone that is in the division, that's another another knock at it. But Steelers, they definitely had an easy schedule. I think they do cover the six points. I could see them winning by a touchdown easily. Um, they're going to just pretty much show the Browns that you know, we're still the Steelers. We're all, we're going to win when it matters. And the Browns don't win big games. So they really don't. They have, they, they so, haven't since like Bernie Kosar. It's been that long. So we're, we're going to ride with the terrible towel. All right. All right. Um, well, that's it, man. That's all we got. What, what are you thinking? You got anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Let's, uh, let's go for a profitable weekend. Let's make some money, baby.